Hello, this week I want to talk about closure, being denied closure. There's lots of questions around what's going on now that they're out of the relationship and have they changed into somebody completely different? Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which is featured in Feedspot's top 10 of emotional abuse podcasts. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here we explore areas others fear to tread. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and creator of Wound Talking and The Original Wound. I'm also author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse and Divorce Matters. I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma and working with this life wounding. And it's through my own personal journey I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. And I'm on a mission to help and educate as many people as I can on the effects of trauma on our lives and our children's lives and helping them heal the wounds of our mothers and our fathers. It stops here, it stops now and it stops with us. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Welcome along and you are very, very, very welcome. And want to encompass closure with a few other things like you know more than you think you know. And I've been seeing lots of questions around what are they up to? What are they doing? Why does it look like they are a different person? Why somebody got it completely wrong? And this is all a game. The whole relationship was a way of getting attention and needs met. And that's on both sides. You very likely saw red flags in the relationship, but overrode them with the excuses. It might be old wounds. The relationship felt familiar in some way. You listened to the explanation of of the lie that you caught them out and it seemed feasible and what you were getting in exchange at that point outweighed on some subconscious level you justified their actions I might be wrong that might not be how you experienced it a lot of people do there is an exchange in exchange for their bad behavior and treating you and taking all of your energy and taking all of your money and taking all of your attention and taking over your life and control of your life they give you attention or they give you something that you've never experienced before that you really they can see that you were in need of and that might be of some form of validation or or attention whatever your need was they spot wounds and it might be that you thought that you'd healed your wounds so many people in these relationships I've seen so many times they are head of industry, they are top of their field and they feel duped and they feel stupid for falling for the abuser, for falling for the charm, for falling for the words, for the actions, but they were seen and heard in a way 
And this all goes back to childhood. And so many people will say to me, no, they had an amazing childhood. My childhood was amazing. My parents did this. My parents had this amazing relationship. But when you dig down, the parents had this amazing relationship, but the child didn't feel connected because of this amazing relationship. They weren't connected to one or both of their parents. I can't get too deeply into that side of it, but there will be some form of rejection. Our three core wounds are abandonment, shame and betrayal. So closure is going to be denied in these relationships for the simple, well, there's a few explanations. See which one you come under. And the reason, well, one I was seeing a lot leading up, and I think this was after the Christmas period where people had seen their ex, maybe because of children or they'd been in the company or they looked like they're having an amazing time. It was party time sort of thing. Everyone's sharing pictures and it's like, you know, what's wrong with me wounds are popping up all over the place. And I have done a podcast, I'll link that below. So what's wrong with me wounds come from that place of where you've been discarded. What you did everything. They asked this, this, this and this of you and you did all of that and still you weren't good enough. So what is wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Again, is another childhood wound where there's some form of rejection, abandonment, betrayal. So the closure that doesn't come with the relationship. Healthy people will give you the closure that you need. Unhealthy people won't. Relationship closure involves honest, healthy, non-judgmental communication that helps with letting go. Being denied closure when you're breaking up is unhealthy. It's damaging, destructive and controlling. It is done on purpose because what more can they get from the relationship? By not giving you closure, they see you in pain. They watch you question everything. I was shown something uh, um, recently that I knew was going on and I had then the... It's too late now because I'm over the whole relationship and everything. But I knew there was this whole thing going on, this other relationship going on. And I was pointed in the direction recently of of something that pointed out that within a few weeks of my ex leaving, he was in another relationship. And I spent years of my life, and this is why I do what I do and try and talk to you and get you to see and divorce emotionally, because I spent chunks of time, I'm never going to get back. The pain that I went through the heartache that I went through, I'm never going to get that time back, ever. And what was I doing? I was feeding into my ex because I was in pain. I was hurting. He was playing. So at the time that that he was sending me messages saying that I shouldn't be going through this alone and he should be there supporting me. And um, I can't even remember. And you know what what was said oh there were things like I'm I'm really tired at the moment if you can't get hold of me it's because I'm turning my phone off in the evening now and I'm going to bed early and things like that and of course I knew nothing well I knew a little bit I, I not to the depth of knowledge that I know now about what is going on and then oh no he said I'll phone you at this time which was about three in the afternoon 
I was like, okay, that's fine because I've got a meeting at this. I'll be finished my meeting. I, I think it was at three o'clock. And I didn't hear to hear in, until after six, he phoned me. Well, I couldn't speak to him because I was in another meeting. But it's those games. And then that plays with emotions within you that triggers and traumatizes and does everything else within you. And this chemical reaction then stirs up and bubbles away and your mind then flips out. So relationship closure involves honest, healthy, non-judgmental communication that helps with letting go. Being denied closure when you're breaking up is unhealthy, it's damaging, destructive and controlling. These things are done on purpose. Some of the questions that were, were being asked was like, you know, th this person, they've moved on and they look completely different. Now, I remember those elements and I remember that then saying to me that it was my fault. He looked healthy and he looked like he was whole and complete. So that led me to believe this is me. This is something within me. They suck the life out of you like the Dementors in Harry Potter. If you've seen that, I can't remember which film it is. I think it's the third one. And they're by a lake. The Dementors are flying around and this little pearl is sucked out of, I think, a serious black's mouth. And that to me is the soul. That is our soul. And these Dementors to me represent what the emotional abuser is. They suck the soul out of you. They drain you. And the five elements are emotional, mental, spiritual, physical and financial. So they drain you emotionally. They play these games. They play with word salad. They never said this. The gaslighting that goes on. The triangulation that goes on. And mentally, they've confused you in every area. You cannot think. They're telling you one thing. Your gut is telling you something else has happened. And you're trying to combine this all together and work out, are they telling me the truth? Is that true? Is that what's going on? Physically, the toll that takes, the mental and the emotional strain. But it might be that you have no money financially to feed yourself. So your physical health is being damaged. Your self-esteem is crushed. If that affects you physically, it might be that you're overeating, that you're stuffing down the emotions. It might be that you're taking drugs or drinking alcohol. Everything that happens is done for their benefit, for their amusement. And this is why it's crucial, in my mind, not to lose that chunk of time, but to heal emotionally, to divorce emotionally. You know more than you think you know. And if you sat back and you looked at the relationships that they have with other people and had when you were in that relationship, and you might still be in that relationship, you will see the patterns. And I've written about this. I'm fairly sure I wrote about it in the A to Z as well. But I've written about it in Divorce Matters. You know more than you think you know. This information that you have on them, they've done exactly the same thing. They have done their research. The whole relationship was actually a research project. I went to record a YouTube video. Um, I haven't actually published it yet. And I talked about Dirty John on Netflix. And I actually watched that again. He describes in there, and I'd used it many, many times. He describes his victims as projects. And he says in the script again, I don't know whether this is real or whether it's scripted in there for the programme. But he says to one of the daughters or about one of the daughters 
that she's now a new project to him. So he was then focusing on attacking her, not the one that he physically attacked. And she lost her job because he was phoning up and leaving messages on the answer phone. He was leaving reviews about the, the company. And they said by the comments, it was very clear that it was about her. So in his mind, it was a project to destroy. It's like locking target you know, having one of those sight view things and and locking target in this game of war. And to them, it becomes that. It becomes a way of like, you know, you're not living up to the expectations that they have set and they have put upon you. And I've spoken about this, it might, I might've done this on YouTube. They create two personas. They create one during that idealization stage and that love bombing initial love bombing stage when they're trying to find out what's really important and what you want from a relationship they're writing down or making a mental note of what you're looking for in a relationship they've seen something within you it might be the living environment it might be what they see that you can do for them they can see that you are going to help them in some way it might be financially and they lock target then you're now their target and they've locked onto you and they now monitor so they're finding out during that time your likes your dislikes everything about you and you see this as them being interested and you're not wrong they are interested but for different reasons than you believe they can see how you can help them what you will do for them focus is on you they find out what they what you need so they then create that persona they find out whether you know what's what type of person that you're looking for and what type of life you're looking for and they say that they can do that but they're also creating a persona for you and they want you perhaps that you might have said to you oh I really like busty blondes and you're a brunette and asking you if you'd consider changing your hair or things like that again this is to see how far they can push you and this is to see what boundaries you've got but they will also be creating in their head a persona for you because they are fixated on you in the way that they want you to behave and this comes as part of the discard when you've got nothing left and their unrealistic expectations of who they see you to be and the fact that you now have nothing left to give them and that might be energy wise that might be financially they've drained you you've lost everything you have nothing there for them so they can then do that final discard remember the, the discard happens in that cycle of abuse the love bombing that idealization the devaluation that takes place the slight put down to so the things they initially tell you they're, that they find amazing about you, all of a sudden they don't, they start criticising you for and that goes on and that criticism gets bigger and how you're not living up to their expectations will be part of that and then the discard will be where they go off sulking or they disappear for a period of time or they don't talk to you, they go cold their behaviour changes. You feel like you've done something wrong. And it's like, let me sort this out. What can we do? What, you know, what's going on here? To the point where it might be that you realise that something really major is going on and you cannot live like this anymore. And off they go. They need to secure somewhere rather quickly. The final discard is when they actually go. And, and what happens within that body chemical system, which is a hormone hit, it's like being put on an IV and you're getting different types of hormones at different times. So you're getting the oxytocin hits and then you get to the discard. What When they've 
discarded before, they've always come back. And this is the confusing time for you because you're getting, your body's preparing because at some point it's expecting this next hit of love bombing to come back round because that's always what's happened. It's always gone in this phase. And you get to this final discard. This is the one that they're not coming back. But your body is used to this. It's used to getting the next hit. And initially, you might feel euphoria. You might feel relief. You might feel, oh my gosh, I can breathe. I can think. But then your body is gearing up. It's waiting. It's waiting for this hit and they don't come back. And this is where it gets painful and it's like that drug addict or somebody waiting for their next glass of wine or is going cold turkey on something. It isn't going to happen. It's gone. And they then can play with your emotions like the hoovering. So this is why it's really important to listen to your gut, to stay in your body. It's why it's so important at this point to find something that works for you, that helps keep you out of rumination, that helps ground you. Staying in your body is so important. When you've been traumatized to this extent, your mind has been tricked. And things like writing stories are really important. Write your story out. This comes under this, you know more than you think you know. You've got this information. You've seen how they treated other people. It's just they told you with that, that you were special and they would never do that. You're the only person that's ever understood them. Never going to do anything like that to you until they do. So writing your story out and looking at the patterns and seeing that you are one of those statistics, it's so crucial and it will help you with your healing because you can say, okay, I get it. I understand this now. I was part of a game. I was initially the queen on this chessboard and now I'm a rook or a, a knight or something. I've been devalued. I've been taken down a few. Eventually you'll become a pawn. Eventually you're out of the game. Possibly never out of the game completely because if they can reach out at some point and see if they can get a reaction, they will try that. It might be that you've got children together and you're always going to have contact at of some sort with them but you were the queen and the queen is the most important in my mind the best piece and you had queen status and you still have queen status and this is about taking control so taking control is divorcing emotionally writing out your story staying in your body as simple as going onto youtube and finding some yoga free yoga if you've you know been financially drained a lot of people have coming out of this and doing some body movements it could be pilates it could be anything that is a body focused um, movement. Staying out of the head is so important. Remember, you were told a lie was the truth and you were told the truth was a lie. It's as simple as that. And then right, this story is the overarch because you can go back and you can look at the patterns and you can look at the way they treated other people. And there's an expectation that you could say, I fully expect them to treat me in this way. And if it doesn't happen, perfect. And then my question to you is, does a leopard change its spots? No, it doesn't. It never can. And they are still fundamentally the same person. 
They just learn different techniques. Every relationship teaches them something new, teaches them a different way to behave. Remember, they are actors. They are acting. They're putting on a mask and playing centre stage. Every person in their life, and after I've done all of this and gone through this closure, I just remembered what I was actually going to talk about. So I'll write it down. Next week's topic is about the people in their lives because every single person plays the same role. They are all in an emotionally abusive relationship, but varying different degrees. Every single person, whether that's their children, whether that's their parents, whether that's the people that they work with, they are all experiencing this emotional abuse. They are all playing the game of the emotional abuser. Every single one of them. They are held in that pattern, getting some form of acknowledgement and attention in the way that you were. They are being seen and heard and validated, whichever way it is for them that they need that. And in return for that, they play a role. It could be your children that have learned to protect their parents. Remember, they play, they're so good at playing the victim. And because of who they are, and the fear that they have around that relationship. Um, we have these three core wounds, abandonment, shame and betrayal. Their fear of abandonment as a child, because this is a child-adult relationship, even if they're adult children, they're children, the fear of abandonment and being abandoned is huge. It might be that the parent has has promised them money all, all of their life. And, you know, if you do this, I'm in exchange. This is a, every relationship is contractual. In an emotional abuser's world, every single relationship is contractual. I give you this gift. You praise me for giving you this gift. And if you don't praise me, I will get upset and make a scene. So I'm getting attention anyway. So think about it. You know more than you think you know. And because you're confused and part of you doesn't want to believe what's happening and believe that somebody could do that. Maybe that some part of you doesn't believe that holding the positions that you hold and how clever you are, that you could be duped in such a way. You saw the red flags. That was one of my big things. I saw the red flags. I tried to end the relationship. I was convinced. I, I bought into this story that he wanted to change. He wanted to change for me. I don't know how many years later. Destroyed. And then from my point of view and where I stand, I lost so many years. I lost more years out of the relationship healing from the damage that he did but there were wounds there perhaps might have laid there dormant and never ever raised their head again I just happened to bump into this person that was able to show me the wounds that I had that needed healing and open me up to this completely different world so this is my it's like I can't not do it it feels like a bit of a mission that I, I end up on trying to show people that there is a life after this and actually what happened although it doesn't feel like it is so powerful and life changing and it might feel like your life's being destroyed but it's as if you've given you've been given a huge puzzle and if you sort out all the edges and the corners and maybe put it into colors you can start to pull everything back together. But at the moment, depending where you are on the journey, it might be that you can't even see the corners. You can't even see the edges and lay them out. But you do know more information because you've seen it play out. 
It was just you were told they would never do that to you because you were so special until they do do it and they've done it and they've said goodbye. But they haven't said goodbye completely because they're standing at the edge, pushing buttons, playing this game. Look at me, look how fantastic I am. So I went down the route of I've got nothing to hide, although I did believe it was all my fault because I'd been told that if I hadn't have done this, if this hadn't happened, blah, blah, blah. And I believed it all. And yet there were times when I didn't believe it. And I really wanted out of that relationship leading up to that final discard. And there was this relief. Oh my gosh, that's it. It's done. And I was using a counsellor. She was actually a um, couples counsellor. And she was encouraging me to leave or to get to get him out of the relationship. Because she could see who he was and the games that he played. And then I was like, oh my gosh, how, how am I going to cope? How am I going to live without him? The fact that I'd lived without him before, how was I going to do this? How was I? And I had in the background, you can't do this alone. You shouldn't be going through this alone. You know, so there's a lot of manipulation that's going on. Relationship closure requires honest, healthy, non-judgmental communication that helps with letting go. Being denied closure when you're breaking up is unhealthy, damaging, destructive and controlling. Hold on to that thought. Write out the story. Write out that story and see the patterns. See how they this happened. What they did in other relationships. They told you this information when they were playing the victim. How everybody did this to them. How every relationship, every whatever it was that happened. They were always the victim. But they weren't. They were lying. And now they're telling that same story about you. Find the techniques that work for you. Put in place, I'll put a link to my self-care um, guide and I'll put the journaling one there as well. They're free downloads. You can download them and work and see what works for you. Have these honest conversations and stay in your body. But I promise you, you know more than you think you know. Just hold on to that thought and divorcing emotionally is so powerful. I hope this has been useful and I'm sending you loads and loads and loads of love until next time.